two, one. Yeah. Clink. <laughs> we're on cans again. Cans. This time we're drinking Smirnoff. Yeah. We bounce around. New, normally it's Truly. Yes. But I think we had White Claw last week. Yes. Truly's easier to find. Yes. And there's so many more flavors mm-hmm. of Truly. Remember the White one Claw time has... that I was like, oh, I'll buy some. And then you were like, you bought the one one that I couldn't buy. Yeah. Buy you bought the like mermaid one that's like 140 calories what and like a want? bunch of, car- not a bunch of carbs and sugar compared to other things. But I was like, Every other like, brand. You, of course I bought the fucking mermaid one. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. Of course I was like, did. oh, cute. Yeah. Mermaids. You never bought that again, though. No, I didn't. <laughs> I learned my lesson. We have to go to, like, an actual liquor store. Yeah. I think the next time. Because normally we just buy them when we go to Walmart. Yeah. Because you can buy liquor everywhere here. And we're just, we're in we're quarantine. And, and in quarantine. Yeah. Like, we don't want to have to go to eight different stores. No. Let's do all of it at once. But Truly has three different 12-packs, and two of them have all good flavors. Fuck you, Black Cherry. I know. Black Cherry's so gross. Why don't you keep putting Black Cherry in fucking everything? Yeah. The other flavors in that 12-pack look so good. good. I don't (laughs) want Black Cherry anywhere near me. Yeah. Give me some raspberry lime. If you like Black Cherry. cherry. Oh, take ours. Then Swap with us. We can swap. Be our friend and we can swap. Yeah, we will mail you three black cherries if a month. You mail or us something. three of any other truly yeah. flavor. <laughs> or any other flavor of any fucking seltzer Literally, ever. If this gets us somebody who's going to send us three seltzers that's and going to take <laughs> our fucking black cherry, it's so worth it. Especially if you're in the Vegas area. We can have a social distancing meetup where we can exchange our seltzers. For real, though. But, but really, we're not kidding. This sounds Please like a joke. Up it's at not a joke. First, let's talk nerdy at yahoo.com. Or on Instagram. Or on Instagram at but first, let's talk nerdy, and we will make this happen. Please. I really want some of those other freaking They're trulies so in White Claw. We're sad about it. <laughs> All right. I'm Brady Petrino. I'm Martha Bartlett. <laughs> and this is But First, Let's, Let's Talk, Talk Nerdy. Nerdy. Okay, so Martha and I are doing something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Normally we surprise each other with topics we don't tell. We secretly hide our iPads and lock ourselves in our rooms and, yep. and watch shit while we're in the bathtubs. So I've always been really good anything. at changing my tabs and I'm getting really, really good at it now. <laughs> Not that we look in each other's stuff, but, but Martha often reads my text messages not- over my shoulder. <laughs> Trying to be nosy, I just can't help it. I just can't stop myself. <laughs> I hear a buzz, and I'm like, "Oh, something happened!" And I'm like, "Stop looking at other people's." I'm just like, not just with you. It's like out and about. I'll be like in a CVS lane, and somebody's text. They'll pull it up, and I'll look. And I'm like, "Don't do that! Why are you such a fucking creep?" I just want to be. In everybody's business, but also not have to talk to them. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, I'm very nosy. (laughs) So, that's why we, like, grip our iPads or lock ourselves (laughs) in our rooms when we're doing research. So, that way each other doesn't know. But this week, we are doing a combined episode. We don't, we didn't, we didn't do it together. They're separate, but together topics. So, yes, we are doing... I'm doing Gwen Stacy. And I'm doing MJ. So we are doing Peter Parker's 
main best, girlfriends. Not well, main best, best girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> so I specifically did Gwen Stacy. She specifically I did, did MJ. So we don't know what we're like specifically talking about. But we, we didn't both legit knew work on it together. How this but was going to go? We knew we were going with their girlfriends. Mm-hmm. So it is my week to start. Yep. And we did plan that because obviously Gwen, Gwen comes, comes first. before MJ, and there's a lot that happens after Gwen. Okay. Gwen has to come first yeah. before MJ, or else it wouldn't. Or else that MJ way. and Peter wouldn't be a thing. No. <laughs> Okay. My sources, I read an article on Comic Alliance, an article by Kieran Sheehan. Oh, no, I read one. Sorry I if did I too. pronounced your name wrong. I also read an article by them, and I think it was probably the article that came right before oh, really? yours. Cause, yeah. That's funny. Wikipedia and then Comic Vine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Gwendolyn Maxine Stacy. Maxine? Yes. Or Gwen <laughs> Stacy is the daughter of New York Police Department Captain George Stacy and Helen Stacy. She first appeared in Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man number 31, which was released in December of 1965. She's appeared in so many comics and so many different universes, mm-hmm. TV shows, movies, and even becomes a superhero herself in some of these. But today, we're going to cover the original. One Stacy. OG. Yep. One who stole all of our hearts, and I'm going to try my best not to cry. Well, I do. We've already talked about me crying hysterically over her in yes. the movie theater. That's already come up. <laughs> this is already... <laughs> We're going to try. Like, uh, but first, let's talk nerdy canon. <laughs> we know that you have Gwen Stacy problems. <sighs> which is fair. So, Gwen Stacy, created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, mm-hmm. is a smart and beautiful... Blue-eyed, blonde hair, and attending Emperor State uh, Empire, Emperor Empire <laughs> State University <laughs> majoring in science. I mean, not that far off, but okay. okay. This is where she first meets Peter Parker, and at first, she is simply frustrated with Peter. We all know that he's constantly in his head for his own personal he's and a Spider-Man related problems, yeah. which leads to him basically ignoring Gwen and most people around him. Still, <laughs> he's a fucking moron. It's like, sorry. There's I, a lot of that about Peter in my article. Literally, my anxiety is spiraling, and then they gave me the spider sense on top of it, which is literally just, <laughs> would you like advanced anxiety? Here. Bam! Now you have that too. It's rough. It's rough. His life is rough. It's fine. <laughs> Relatable. So, even though she kept trying to talk to him and he would just like walk away being like, oh no. Oh, science. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. With that stupid, in my life. like fucking haircut that he has for a long time. And his fucking little like sweater vest. Uh. <laughs> okay, anyways, not about Peter Parker here. Um. She's still crushing on him over his intellect as opposed to the more jock type. We know that Gwen herself is super smart. And even though uh, also physically a babe, it's not surprising that people like Flash and Harry aren't really her type. Even though she does end up dating both of them because she wants to try to get Peter Parker's attention. This is such a... Yes. Girl, no. All right. All right. The she just dressed students. up as a bad guy or something. <laughs> she didn't know that he's Spider-Man. Just rob a bag. Just rob a bag. We'll see what That's happens. That's how I find most of my bows. This will... If you robbed a bag, we'd Single. have a lot more money. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the real, real issue with me not grabbing things. 
<laughs> okay. This goes on for a while. Gwen makes some kind of uh, advance and gets ignored because Peter doesn't know how to be a person. <laughs> but then when he does notice, Gwen is like, fuck you, bro. I'm, you took too long. Yeah, like I've been trying all fucking school year and I'm dating your friends. So we should at least be acquaintances, whatever. He's like, oh, acquaintances, hey. <laughs> So finally, though, at some point, Peter buys like a new bike that he's on his way to school and Gwen notices and mentions it. And he tries to be flirty and tells her that she's got a lot to learn about him. I'm going to throw up. Right. But this is actually one of the first times they both legit. Like, actually speak no, to each yes, other. And notice each other and are aware of each other without being like, you suck. Because you're ignoring me. This is a bicycle and not a motorcycle, I don't right? know, but I'm assuming it's a bicycle because <laughs> it's Peter fucking Parker. He's just like, look at my cool unicycle, Gwen. <laughs> look at my, look at my tricycle. I'm so cool. <laughs> I, I'm doing athletic things on my, on my unicycle. I don't know. In 1966, maybe bikes were cool. Like bicycles were cool. Cool. I bet not a lot of people had bicycles. That's they might have been hard to come. I don't know. I don't know. I definitely was not born Here's in that us time. making some assumptions about some <laughs> stuff that we don't know. Don't know. Anyways, uh, it's possible this was not just a bicycle, but I'm pretty sure it's just Peter Parker being like, <laughs> "I'm on a bike." And he had a bell. Bing bing. Okay. Anyways, so a lot of things happen between her and Peter, but I'm just gonna do a quick rundown. Mm-hmm. Because though it pains me to say it, her death not only is a huge impact on everyone around her, but it has a massive impact and basically did change comic books from what they were to what they became after it. Hugely. Hugely. So just as Gwen and Peter start to become actually close, this is when MJ shows up and starts to cause a bit of trouble. So the girls end up becoming friends and Gwen and Peter do start dating. And do correct me if I'm wrong because you were the one that did stuff on MJ. Mm-hmm. Leave MJ starts dating Harry, right? I remember that from Spider-Man. MJ Boy. has a Harry thing and then has, a you know, everything's so complicated. Yeah, they're it's all weird. Okay. They're that so, friend group where everybody dates each other and you're like, don't get involved in that fucking weird incestuous shit over there. Not actual incestuous, <laughs> just within a group. Yes. That yes. is a point we have to make because sometimes we talk about incest. It's true. <laughs> true, we do. <laughs> all right. So now... Peter and Gwen's relationship is literally a fucking roller coaster. It just goes up, down, up, down, up, down, on, off, on, off. Could it be over and over again? That the one thing Peter is awful at being a human being <laughs> and communicating, <laughs> and Gwen. Literally, my next line. So Peter is awful at being a human boy and communicating, and Gwen sometimes feeds into that, making it worse. So he does something fucking stupid, and then she's like, "Fuck you, you suck," and then it just <laughs> makes everything um, bad. So they're having a college relationship, basically. So college, you know. Right? But, you know, most couples have their ups and downs. Yeah. And you're not dating a superhero, so have fun with fucking that. <laughs> All right. Not long after George Stacy, Gwen's father, was killed by falling debris during a fight between Spider-Man and Doc Ock. During this part in the movie, Brittany cries a lot. And it wasn't. They changed it in the movie. He was oh, yeah. killed by the lizard in the yes. movie. Not, not. Still. But, yeah. It but I, I did cry and there more was than so I should. And so much fucking crying. And it's like, you know, I, it was one of those, like, and, like, I get it for Gwen. 
but for her dad, it was one of those things where I looked over at her at least two or three times. I'm like, is this going to stop? It's not. <laughs> it's not going to fucking stop. And I, I don't think it was specifically because of her dad. I think I it was just because that's the impending it's leading doom into of Gwen. things and everything's going. This is pretty the sure that's why Matt broke down. up with me. <laughs> uh, well, that's why I fell in. No, just kidding. Gross. <laughs> You're great, but, like, you're crying over Gwen Stacy's dad is weird. Whatever, bitch. (laughs) No one fucking asked you. I asked me. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So, Gwen doesn't know that Peter is Spider-Man. And so she always basically blames Spider-Man for her dad's death. So awkward. And while dealing with the grief for her father... And Peter's sudden strange behavior, because he has guilt over his father dying, thinking he couldn't save him, Mm -hmm. Gwen ended up getting a call from her uncle, Arthur, offering her to come live in England with him. So, to try to figure out whether she wants to do this or not, Mm -hmm. she goes to see Peter to see what he would say. And she does want him to be like, no, don't leave. Yeah. I want you to stay. Please don't leave me. I love you. Yada, yada, yada. But somehow she mentions her hatred of Spider-Man and it basically freezes Peter and he doesn't say anything. So <sighs> she's upset. So basically it's so many communication yes, issues. Yes. We'll get into all that. Yes. She gets really upset because he doesn't say anything and she leaves. And then Peter does realize oh shit i need to stop her and flees to the airport but because this isn't some team fucking romance too fucking late or he can't get through fucking late he Mm -hmm. he can literally sees her plane taking off uh he realizes sticks to the side (laughs) 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 that would be a way to find out your fucking spider-man you're double broken up with He does realize he was a dumbass and that it was his slow decision that cost him Gwen <laughs> Stacy the love of his life. Oh, Way Peter. to go. Though with Gwen in England and away from Peter, she is able to deal with her father's death. That's good. So coming to terms with her father's death, she does decide that she needs to go back home and back to Peter because he is the love of her life. And things are good. For a while. But shockingly, Peter is his own worst enemy once again Mm. and causes a bunch of up and downs in their relationship. So honestly, if Peter just fucking told Gwen that he was Spider-Man and the two of them just fucking talked about it every once in a while, not even specific, they just talked about things Mm. every once in a while. They would have saved themselves so much fucking grief. They have no fucking communication. Like, literally one of them was like, Peter was off doing something as Spider-Man, and Gwen was waiting for him, and at the time, Flash had come home from the army, and by the time Peter got back to the apartment, uh, Harry was there, but Gwen was leaving with Flash, and Peter saw that through the window, and just assumed that she was leaving him for Flash, when she was waiting and was like, hey, yeah, I'll walk you home, like, I don't fucking know where Peter is. And then he's a dick about it. And then she's a bitch about it because she's mad at him. And because they're not talking. Just talk. Oh, God. 
Yeah. Communication is very important if you're ever going to be in a relationship. Communication is important with anything. Yeah. Do you know why most of the time I don't like my jobs is because there's no communication. Yes. Like I said, there's a lot of random little stories um, with Gwen because she was in the comics. It was very, Spider-Man was long. It's still going on. And (laughs) it was, and it's very consistent. You know, sometimes there's blotches here and there, but the Spider-Man series has basically been Mm -hmm. going on since it started. So she's been, she was in the comics for eight years. So there's just a bunch of, and Peter's girlfriend for a good chunk of it. So there's a whole bunch of random stories that don't really matter. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to skip all over that. Next thing we're going to talk, talk about, about the important shit. The important part, which mm-hmm. is Gwen Stacy's death. Here we go. I'm going to take a big drink. I actually need another one, so. Martha's going to get another one. We're going to crack this motherfucker open. So you don't do it in the middle of my talking. <laughs> exactly. And then Gwen Stacy died. Crack. <laughs> As long as it was followed by a chug of the drink, it would be okay, because that is a correct response. Appropriate. Okay. So, when Gwen Stacy was first written, she was always basically written by Stanley and Steve, whatever. Yes. For most of the time. And she was created, and she was written to be... Peter's forever. His and wife, his blah, blah, blah. Yes. His, his the mother of his everyone, children. Yeah. And Mary Jane was only written to just be some extra drama and side character. Mm -hmm. But fans ended up liking MJ's character better. They thought that she was more interesting and Gwen was, I quote, just a nice person. I'm mad about that. Yeah. This took me a lot of time to write because when I first read those facts, I got really angry. That's so stupid. (laughs) Well, especially since like... I get that MJ is, like, sexy and blah, 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 and she's the party girl and this and that. But also, like, a big part of MJ's personality is that she's kind. Like, it's it's the same sort of thing that attracts Peter to both of them. Yes. And we'll get into a little bit later. I mentioned Gwen's effect on MJ, which ends up sort of changing her character from that spicy character they liked anyways. So whatever. But... They liked MJ better, and it seemed like no matter how they wrote Gwen, the fans, not that the fans didn't like Gwen, they just liked MJ better. Yeah. And it ended up being kind of convenient because the writers were actually already planning on killing someone else in Peter Parker's life. Mm -hmm. At the time, the front runner was Aunt May. I mean. They figured this way they could. I feel like every 10 years they're like, what if we kill Aunt May? How about we fucking fuck with Peter Parker's life again and kill Aunt May? Yeah. But they figured this was a good way to go about it and killing Gwen would have much more of an, and no matter how much Peter obviously loves Aunt May, but it's similar to Uncle Ben and it would have so much more impact on Peter's life killing Gwen Stacy. So. Fuck. The kid cannot catch a break. No, true. Turn everyone on him. Um, okay. Honestly, also, after reading all of these not, like random little plots over the past eight years, mm-hmm. I can almost understand why they liked MJ better than Gwen because they just kept writing Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy's relationship. It's up, down, problem, 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 problem. Okay, problem. Okay, problem. Okay, problem. Well, MJ's over there having a good, fun, sassy time. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't... Right, Gwen, well. Yeah. I think that this is a big problem with a lot of comic relationships where they, people don't understand how to make 
happy relationships interesting. Yep. So they're like, oh, we'll add another more drama. We'll add more drama and more drama drama and more drama. And And but she never knew that Peter was Spider Man, so it was always just constant stupid drama of. Peter did something as Spider-Man and can't explain it. Or Gwen was seen with Flash or Harry and Peter got mad about it. So dumb. Yes. So fucking stupid. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, if people had taken two fucking seconds, if you would just let Peter fucking tell her. Yeah. So in Amazing Spider-Man issue 121, which came out in June 1973, while waiting for Peter in his apartment, Gwen is ambushed by the Green Goblin. Boo! Indeed. He... <laughs> Go ahead. I hate your hair! <laughs> no worries. It's gonna fucking come up. I have literally like two paragraphs written on it in my notes and was like, this is too much help. And I'm just like, uh-oh. Well. <laughs> Norman! Norman Osmond and his fucking hair. Why? <laughs> All right. So he announces uh, that he's looking for Peter and kidnaps Gwen in, uh, instead to lure him into a trap. Gwen ends up throwing a fucking lamp at him. Yes. Um, she's badass, not going to go down without a fucking fight. Bitch, But yes. he throws a fucking pumpkin bomb at her and she ends up unconscious and then leaves the scene for Peter. So when Peter comes home... He is like, Gwen, where are you? And then Gwen's he's like, oh, not shit. There, and there's a broken lamp and there's a pumpkin bomb. I know what's fucking happening. Yes. He takes Gwen to the George Washington Bridge, even though it's drawn as the Brooklyn Bridge. And neither <laughs> Stanley nor the editor caught that. <laughs> Spider-Man arrives and he fights Green Goblin. And we all know what happens. Green Goblin. Is a dick. Is a bitch. Throws her off the bridge in an attempt to save her. He webs shoots her. out one of his webs, catches her, but at this time his webs don't have any elasticity in it, and this is this is why they say he ended up building Changing elasticity yeah. into his webs because there was a sudden stop, which caused whiplash, which broke her neck, Fuck. killing her. So Gwen dies. Never knowing that Peter is Spider-Man. And that's the most fucked up shit yep. ever. And her death is one of the most controversial deaths in comic books. Fair. It is also what a lot of people will call the end of the Silver Age comics. Yes. Which is a huge deal. Yep. And an error yeah. of comic books is crazy. Kind of a big deal. Yes. So, Gwen Stacy was one of the first shocking comic book deaths. And though there have been plenty of awful filler story that uh, mostly got written off with her mm-hmm. and some alternate universes with Gwen, the original Gwen Stacy, which was introduced to us in 1965, her death still stands. Gwen has she's not. She's still dead. She is dead and she's not. They're not bringing back. her back. No. So the story is groundbreaking in the sense that before her death, except possibly as part of an origin story, superheroes did not fail so miserably. Oh. And nor did the hero's loved ones die so suddenly she and was without like warning. The first woman in the refrigerator. Trope. Yes, yes. And not great. No. So even though it was Green Goblin who threw her off the George Washington Bridge, it was the whiplash from Spider-Man's attempt to save her that ultimately ended up killing her. Mm. 
this is a quote you're going to know it is <laughs> and one of the all-time great pieces of lettering by Artie Semek a small snap is placed just by Gwen's neck and it's often overlooked yeah it's really the snap small. onomatopoeia is overshadowed by the flashier swick of the web being attached to her leg that is good lettering yes and I got to say onomatopoeia, which is really exciting. I know you love that. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> so Gwen's death raised the stakes for Spider-Man comics forever. The death of Uncle Ben, Gwen Stacy's father, George Stacy, and Gwen all resent, resent, represent something different to Spider-Man. But Gwen's death shows how the best intentions still might not be enough. And this concept is something that is now played upon in comic books. Makes sense. Um, it's important. Yes. And it's like, it's real life. Yes. Basically, yeah. And the thought that Peter could have saved Gwen and could have possibly done something differently helps define his character to this day. Her death also hit MJ real hard. Yeah. Because of her death, she became more mature. She became a kinder person. She got her act together. Mm-hmm. She became a better person for Gwen. And her and Peter's grief is one of the major factors it's that actually bring them. them together. Yeah. Uh, it's argued a bit um, that the fall is what ended up killing her and not actually Spider-Man's webbing. Mm. But in multiple official comics... It says otherwise. In a note on the letter pages of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 125, it states, It saddens us to say that the whiplash effect she underwent when Spidey's web stopped her so suddenly is in fact what killed her. And in the comic book Civil War Casualties of War, Captain America slash Iron Man that came out in 2007. Mm -hmm. Brief side note here. Remember, if you're not on Cap's side, you're on the wrong True side. Um, We'll get into that online too. (laughs) Okay, good. This concurred that the uh, approximate cause of death was the sudden stop during a high-speed fall. And then an issue of Peter Parker slash Spider-Man revisits the issue and further confirms Gwen died of a broken neck due to the use of his webbing. Ugh, that's so fucking horrible. Real rough. So Gwen is still being honored to this day in comics. Spider-Man Blue, which is possibly one of my favorite comics of it's all so time. It's so good. Is a, if you haven't read yes, Spider-Man Blue, fucking read, read it. it. It's a beautiful miniseries of Peter just looking back at his relationship with Gwen there's also a lot of alternate universes and versions that she's in. She was in House of M. Mm-hmm. She was in Age of Apocalypse, oh, shit, Ultimate Spider-Man. Was in House of M. Yeah. Oh my um, God. And of course, one of her most known, especially now, is Spider-Gwen. And she also has that spinoff as Gwenpool. Yep. Um, Which is that Gwen or is that... I don't know. I never read it because I was like, question mark, question mark. This is too much for me. Yeah. Um, I already got Gwen back as Spider-Gwen. I don't need two of them. Yeah. And she's also been on the big screen and a part of a few animated series. And she can even be found in video games. And she was actually a playable character in a couple of the Lego games. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Super cute. So even though her and Peter had a whole bunch of their issues in their relationship, that just a little bit of fucking truth and communication could have fixed. Mm. And and if Peter learned to grow a pair a little bit sooner and just told her stuff. Just a fucking minute. <laughs> a little sooner. bit. I believe that they would have been together if they were meant for each other. Um, and though she meant a tragic end, 
she not only shaped the people around her, especially those who cared most about her, like Peter and Mary Jane, she also changed comics as we know today. And I love her so much. Ugh, yeah. You deserved better, Gwen. (laughs) I love you. I'm glad that they're giving you a little bit more these days. Because... (laughs) I'm just glad they still... Well, they, they give her things, the but fact they also... That she's still important. Yes. Because I feel like there's so many fucking, like, dead girlfriends. Yeah. And that's gross. Yes. And Gwen Gwen still matters to Peter. She still matters he's to still, Marvel. Yes, yes. And she still... And they're still like, how can we bring her back? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On to Peter's second... Well, not second girlfriend. I was going to say, He's I don't think girlfriend. that's necessarily true. Import, a second important girlfriend. Yeah. On to Peter's wife. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I am doing Mary Jane Watson, my girl. Face of Tiger, you just hit the jackpot. And my sources are, um, I did a couple comics, which I'll mention the actual issues when I get there. I also um, read Wikipedia, Scans Daily, and... Um, Two articles, one that was on Comics Alliance, which was Hitting the Jackpot, A Celebration of Mary Jane Watson by Kieran Shiak. The same one that wrote my article exactly. that I wrote on And then uh, 12 Times Mary Jane Watson Saved the Day, which was on CBR. Anyhow, Mary Jane Watson. Model, boss-ass bitch, wife, mother sometimes. She's <laughs> occasionally a temporary spider person, you know. For a character that could have been like a throwaway, just a, <laughs> who was just who was supposed to be a, a throwaway. throwaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mary Jane has a ton of appearances, and also I would say a fair amount of agency as a character. This is granted specifically only when she's written well, because you know the more I read, the more I was like, oh. I've spoiled myself with all of the good parts of Mary Jane. <laughs> and then I didn't read any of the parts where somebody was a bad writer and they were like, oh no, Mary Jane is sad and a damsel. I'm like, Ew. I'm not. No, you. no girl is here for a damsel. No. I'm sorry. No. None of us are fucking damsels. We aren't. Yeah. None of that bullshit. There's always some sort of strength there, even if you can't fucking see it because you're a dumb, masculine douchebag. But yeah, where a lot of the like wife characters rarely get any sort of chance to save themselves or help people or do anything to be much of a character, MJ does that a lot. Especially considering she's a non-powered character in a land where everybody is fucking powered. Uh, she tends to find a way to get shit done and make sure she doesn't become another character for Peter to mourn, which granted he has a decent amount of them. Indeed. And then... I don't want to imply that this is something that either Gwen or Uncle Ben could have avoided because obviously not. And also, like you said, with Gwen's loss being a big factor in what MJ is, I firmly believe that the loss of Gwen is something that made MJ more prepared for the bad things that could have happened in her life. Also, sidebar on that... Uncle Ben and Gwen both did not know Peter no, was Spider-Man. Exactly. And MJ knew pretty much from the beginning. I, I, I think yeah, she, like, Peter learned his lesson. Yeah. Peter <laughs> learned his lesson, but also MJ saw him the night of Uncle Ben's death crawling out of his room. 
she was around then? I, didn't I know. Think she, it's weird. They wrote her into that because she was not actually a character no. by then. <laughs> no, they did. Or, no, you're right. They did. Because, because yeah. Glenn wasn't written in until way before, but, but the def- after, uh, way after that. It was, it was, was one of those MJ. like dumb things where they're like, oh, yeah, they were around each other. Because I think MJ is like 14 when she actually meets Peter and then they move away and then everything's... Because her, her, MJ's life is complicated because they're moving around a lot to avoid her abusive dickbag father. Ugh. I know. Gross. But we're not going to talk about that because it's not fucking important. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, like I said, the reason why MJ is this way is because of Gwen. A hundred percent. Like, she wouldn't have realized that this is something that she had to do without, A, knowing that Spider-Man is Spider-Man, which she does. And B, knowing how Gwen's death affected both of them. And then I also really love that Gwen and MJ were friends and that I feel like there's so many like gross love triangles out there, which this started as one, but also they were friendly and it's boring and misogynistic to continually pit women against each other for some man, especially for- They should have just been a dedicated threesome. I was going to say, especially for fucking Peter. I mean, Peter is reaching on both of those accounts. Mary Jane made her first- on-panel appearance in 1966. Uh, But she'd been kind of teased off-screen for about a year and some change as Aunt May's friend's niece, who Aunt May wanted to set Peter up with. And as a gag, Peter was like, ugh, I don't want to hang out with anybody who my Aunt May wants to fucking set me up with. She's a thousand. But MJ's so hot. I know! I would say you'll never get anyone like that, but you got Gwen. So. Somehow you got two in a lifetime. <laughs> two, somehow you got two wicked hot girls and have fucking Felicia Hardy following you around too. What <laughs> is happening? It doesn't make any sense. Peter, you're a fucking nerd. And so at the same time that Peter's being like, ew, I don't want to hang out with whoever my Aunt May is trying to set me up with. MJ is doing the same thing. She's like, Aunt Anna is trying to set me up with a boy. He has one hairstyle. He's had one for. I was going to say, she at least has a fucking leg to stand on yes. with not wanting to get a set up with Peter Parker. Yeah, just because she is you so want hot. To be, like awkwardly related or whatever. Yeah, he's some science dweeb that <laughs> fucking is a loser. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Peter, you were a loser. That's true. It's not one. And then, so, while many people will point to, this is a quote, while many people will point to the infamous doorway scene as Mary Jane's most iconic moment, a much more defining scene came in the wake of Gwen Stacy's death, when Peter Parker tore into Mary Jane for a lack of compassion and a selfishness derived from her partying lifestyle, she chose not to leave and instead stayed with Peter, knowing that he needed her more then than ever. Personally... I don't like to think of either of them as particularly defining because imagine MJ as like, oh, she's hot. And then imagine as the more defining feature <laughs> is, oh, she's hot and also sometimes nice when somebody has dealt with a death. Of she's a longtime girlfriend. <laughs> she's She likes to party and is popular, but she's not a monster. What? <laughs> Sounds fucking wrong. 
Okay. No, she's a hundred times more than that. I fucking love her. And uh, we're not here to rehash her stupid relationship with Peter because as we have covered, Peter is bad at relationships. <laughs> and not very good. It would be nice if we blamed every one of his girlfriends, but we know the common factor here is somebody who doesn't know how to fucking talk to people. Just communicate a little bit, Peter yeah, Parker. you stupid fucking goon. We love you, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did their whole, like, thing where... Mephisto changed history and memories so that Peter and Mary Jane were never married, which blah, blah, blah. I think that has been un- undone <laughs> since then. But ugh, that's stupid. And I wasn't think- that for like a compromise, though? Like, wasn't Aunt May yes. going to die or something? It was and- either basically Mephisto was like, so you can have your relationship uh, with Mary Jane or you can have Aunt May. It's like, he's almost dead. Just fucking let her die. It's fine. Personally, that would have been my way, especially since MJ has been there for you and been supportive. Wasn't she pregnant at the time, too? That was right before I started reading when they, like, rebooted Spider-Man. Ew. Annoying. Instead of any of, like, their up-and-down relationship or the fact that things got unwritten and blah, 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 I'm actually just going to talk about several of my favorite MJ moments. As you should. Because they're the most important things. So We'd be here forever if you talked about all that shit, which is why I cut out a lot of Gwen exactly. shit, too. Also, like, all of this is unimportant. It's okay, not get interesting. It. They're having an up-and-down relationship like they have for the past eight years. Like, that shit, I'm sorry, is fucking no. boring. I'm sorry yeah. that everybody's like, oh, how do I write anything interesting in a relationship? <laughs> how do I write like, a happy relationship? They could just deal with the fact that they're dealing with all this fucking nonsense. Nah. But this is fine. So, some of the times where it has been written well, in 1997, there was an issue of Spectacular Spider-Man, number 245, um, which I read. So, the chameleon finds out who Spider-Man is. Um, I'm not sure how, because I didn't read the previous issues, because I don't fucking <laughs> because care. it does not matter. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. He's got a couple of his uh, Spider-Man's friends captured in this electrified cage. Dr. Kafka and J. Jonah Jameson's son. And he's all like, do as I say or else, blah, blah, blah. I'm Craven's half-brother, so call me Kravinov instead of Smirnyakov because I'm less of a loser that way, which, you know, not, not really. really. but okay. Um, he hits Spidey with a dart and then pops him in the cage because he's unconscious with his buds. He was like, I'm going to go visit one of your friends. And then he turned into MJ to be like... Just a hammer at home. I clearly know who you are and who you're married to. I'm a dickhead. Oh, okay. And then... Got so confused. But but it was also at the same time as he was saying, Also, my new name is this! Because I don't want to be the chameleon anymore and he's a loser. Ask Mystique if she thinks her power is a loser. I know. Jesus. She would fucking kick your ass, yeah. bro. Well, also, Mystique isn't a loser and the chameleon is. <laughs> That's the main difference. It has nothing to do with your fucking name, It's not a bro. power thing. It's the fact that you're a fucking dweeb. <laughs> so Chameleon gets back to Peter's house and he finds MJ asleep on the couch. So he wakes her up and she's like, oh, hey, how did your fight go with the Chameleon? He's like, oh, the Chameleon's so tough and strong and stuff. He's one of my strongest <laughs> enemies. <laughs> But but it's fine. I got him eventually. It's all good. And she kisses him and is like, How would she not know something was wrong right then? I think 
So we'll get there. Oh, We're okay. almost there. She kisses him and then is like, come upstairs. We've got to be quiet so that we don't wake up on Anna. And then um, she's like, you wash up and I'll get everything ready for bed, which like should have given everything away because what do you have to get ready for bed? <laughs> like literally there's nothing. No, you I the, turned down the covers you, on your side. You have to make the bed to then get into literally, the bed. Literally, that's what I wrote. I was like, who's <laughs> making the bed to get in the bed? I hate that. I'm mad about it. Everything is dumb. Maybe Peter likes to go to sleep with a glass of water mm-hmm. next to his bed. Yeah, my notes are, pillow I'm not making your bed to unmake it a fucking second later, you dweeb. <laughs> you want she was already fluff. in her jammies. She's on the couch. She, she doesn't have change. I don't know. But he, he should have picked up on that, and he didn't. And when he comes out of the bathroom, she has a bat, and she's ready to fucking throw down. And she's like, I knew you weren't fucking Peter, because when I kissed you, I got the fucking creeps. And also, you're a fucking dick bag. And he knows that Aunt Anna isn't fucking here, so I tested that theory out. And you were stupid. So, here we are. And Chameleon's like, dude, come on. I could be anybody. Isn't this a step up? I could be whoever you fucking want. Why would she even bother talking to him? Just hit him on the head with the bat. Because it's comics and they wanted to have exposition. (laughs) I would have just tased that bitch. In a very realistic way, if you had looked at MJ as a character, she would have fucking beat the shit out of him. She would never have talked to him at all like this. That's not how that goes. And that's not how MJ is. Um, At least knock him out and tie him up. And then when he wakes up, you can be like, where the fuck is my husband? Yeah. So he's like, oh, I could be anybody. Isn't that what you want? And she's like, ew, gross. Stay the fuck away from me. And he's like, well, I'm a Kravinov now, so I can take whatever I want. And that's not how... Craven is nothing. Well, and also Craven... I don't know why that's something to aspire to. Uh, whatever. So... Peter breaks out of the electrified cage by webbing up his hands and, like, beating on it because they don't get electrified because of the webs. Blah, blah, blah. He breaks out and gets home, and then he's almost taken out by MJ with the bat. (laughs) And he's like, oh, no, it's me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's fine. The chameleon's on the floor in front of them, completely unconscious. And Peter is like, did he hurt you? And MJ is like, he tried, but I just kept hitting him <laughs> but I kept and hitting, hitting him, him. <laughs> and hitting him until he fell. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And Peter is like, so you beat the chameleon? And MJ's like, yeah, I, I guess I did. And then they all have a nice trauma filled laugh over it. <laughs> and then double happy ending. So the chameleon gets away while they're laughing. And then he's all like, I can't believe I got beaten by a girl. I'm a Kravinov. I am better than this. And then, oop, who turns up? Craven turns up. <laughs> and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> and Chameleon's like, I'm stress hallucinating. Everything's fine. And Craven's like, uh, no, I'm the one who shot Spider-Man with a dart so that your plan actually fucking worked. And then he shoots him in the fucking face because he's like, I'm the only Kravinov, bitch. Pew. Now we don't have a Chameleon. <laughs> What a beautiful fucking... I'm like, this is... Just put all those pages up and frame them. It's exquisite. This is everything that comics should be. So, another story that I like. We're going to talk about 2006 in Marvel Knights, Spider-Man number 12. Fucking Norman Osborn. You knew he was coming. (laughs) Um, He's disgusting and horrible and we hate you. We know that you can't fucking 
murder Spider-Man. So you're like, I'll just kill every person who Spider-Man's ever loved who doesn't have any powers, who can't do anything about it. You're a fucking petty and stupid, useless dickhead who has bad hair. Anyhow, so there's some dumb storyline. I didn't read all of it. I just read this issue because it's the only one that matters. It starts with Norman Osborn having kidnapped Mary Jane and... He's at some bridge and he's like, I'm going to throw her off a different bridge. I know. Can we calm the motherfuck down? Wait, you motherfucking you? asshole. He's like, I'm going to ruin another fucking bridge for you because I'm a fucking twat. <laughs> Peter's and just going to be stuck on the Isle of Manhattan forever because he can't take any bridge off. He's, he's taunting Peter. He's like, I've picked a new bridge. He, who are you going to miss more? And Peter already at this point thinks that he's killed Aunt May. And he's like, no, actually, I've put her in a coma. And sometime within the next 40 minutes, she's going to lose anything that's keeping her alive. So you have to take care of all of this at once, which I know you love. Also, yep. sidebar. Hand raised, yes. This has nothing you can answer. Mm-hmm. When shit like this happens, why don't they pick up their cell phone and like, hey, 900 other hero friends, can you please help me out of this motherfucking bind? So this one doesn't have an answer to that, but the next one does. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey. Tony, yeah. hey, Tony Stark, hey, Captain America, who definitely lives in New York, can you come help me out? Yeah. But yeah, it's like a... I have 18 things happening at once, and I need a little help. Hey, friends. Hey, Daredevil, you're like literally in the next... You're literally my neighbor. You have nothing but You're basically my roommate. Yeah. Can you please come help the me? The other hot redhead in my life. <laughs> <laughs> true though but yeah so (laughs) so he's like you have to save one or the other you can't save both and then peter's like norman you're 50 fucking five why are you doing this five years old you're incredibly smart you could do anything with your life except for you obsessed over me and this is where we're at what the fucking hell (laughs) and honestly i leave you alone i don't even do anything to you please get help please all I do is just try to save some people that you fuck up. Come on. So Green Goblin is monologuing about how he's going to throw MJ and Blitz, this and that. And then all of a sudden, and I'm not really sure, and I'm sure it has stuff to do with the rest of this story that I didn't read. <laughs> A brainwashed Daka comes up and like fucking throws him. And he knocks MJ out of his arms and onto the bridge. And then Goblin knocks him out somewhere. And he comes back later, but it's like, okay, we needed some deus ex machina so that he wouldn't be holding MJ anymore. So we'll just screw Doc Ock in there. It's fine. So MJ wakes up on this bridge to find the both of them fighting. And she's like, Jesus fucking Christ. And Osborne is needling Peter about May and how we get rid of her and how you're basically going to lose them both. And MJ pulls out a fucking gun and shoots Fucking Green Goblin. Ugh. And I cheer. You may have heard me, because I definitely cheered in my room last night. No, I didn't. Probably not. I was too into Riverdale, apparently. It was, like, full arms up. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Okay! You're amazing! Granted, this does knock her off the bridge because of the recoil. (laughs) 
herself. Wait, what gun is she shooting that the fucking recoil knocked her off the too bridge? Close to, she was closer to the edge and also she was just waking up. I don't know. A handgun doesn't gun. have that much no, recoil. Comics, calm the fuck down. <laughs> They're calming down. This is 2006. We're getting there. It's okay. We're getting there. But yeah, so, it, you know, it's not super dire because Goblin has been taken care of and also she didn't, like, get thrown off the bridge. She just fell off a little bit. So Peter is able to catch her and <laughs> then... he put some elasticity in his fucking web. Exactly. And then uh, because Osborne is the type of psycho that leaves hints, he's able to find May and save her too. So, Yay. But also, fuck you, Goblin. What a beautiful thing. He sucks. Mm -hmm. Okay. So next story in 2016, after all that nonsense with the whole brand new day, one more day, whatever the fuck they're calling it. The thing that I'll forever be angry about, you know. In Amazing Spider-Man 15, MJ is working for Tony Stark because... um, (laughs) I was going to say, Why? At one point, Madame Mask comes on. Oh, Madame Mask. So MJ has this club. Madame Mask comes into the club to, like, fuck things up with Tony Stark. And as she's trying to do that, <laughs> MJ takes a fucking mic stand and whacks her in the fucking face. And is like, don't fucking trespass. This is my club. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Tony's like, you're hired. <laughs> That would definitely give Tony a boner. Same. I I can't say anything against that because 100% I was like, marry me. (laughs) But yeah, so MJ is working for Tony Stark and they're trying to get in contact with somebody who can help out Spider-Man and Iron Man because they've both been taken out um, and Jarvis is watching them on this little like screen and being like, oh shit, we need to get in contact with the Avengers. The reason that they can't get in contact with the Avengers, ho ho, we actually- Are they all dead? This time, they're all disappeared because oh. this guy who they're fighting, Regent, has disappeared a bunch of them for whatever reason and is taking all of their powers. Yes. There's like 800 Avengers- Oh, yeah. He's disappeared all of them? Not all of them. You know, the main bunch of them. But also Harry Osborn's in there, too. So I guess he got a lot of, like, fucking... Anybody who's near New York, I'm assuming. But what about the, like, West Coast Avengers? Or the X-Men? Or, like, literally anybody? Or the Canada Avengers? Can I tell you, I didn't pay attention to all the people who they let out of the little cages at the end? I do know Deadpool was in there, so we've got at least that. And if he kidnaps Deadpool, he probably did his due diligence. Because why? Don't 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 go for those powers. They're stupid. Deadpool's a mess. Um, yeah, so they can't get in contact with anybody because comics. Uh, <laughs> so at the Tony Stark's tower they have had some old avengers stuff that's been like dropped by recently um so they can't pilot any of tony's suits and they can't use them from far away because tony has made that impossible because of the whole ultron shit but mj does find the iron spider suit and at some point in her like iron man career she's worn the iron man og suit you know the box of scraps one And shortly before this happened, they had the whole Spider Island nonsense. So she's like, okay, it's fine. I've got this. I can do spider powers. I can do Iron Man powers. It's 
fucking fine. So Tony and her fight Regent. Spider-Man goes and finds all the rest of the superheroes and then they all take him down. Beautiful. And then she's they're like, who do we call you? And she's like, just call me Mary Jane because I'm literally never doing this again because it was a very, very, very bad idea. And I'm like, marry me. Marry me. And then for my final one, this was the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number 11. This is in 2019. So I don't know if they're like remarried or everything's just good again. That's what it seemed like. I have no idea. And I didn't do the research for it. (laughs) So so here we are. But uh, the comic starts out with, and it's Mary Jane speaking. Here's the thing about Spider-Man. Everyone knows about the responsibility thing, but they don't realize that he thinks that everything is his responsibility. No one has enough great powers to deal with that. No matter what's happening in his life, he still worries about everyone else. He still puts everyone's needs above his own. It's just who he is. See, Captain America is Captain America. Thor is Thor. But Spider-Man, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And Peter Parker is my responsibility. So it starts off with Peter comes home and he's looking like absolute fucking junk. Because he stayed up all night fighting a troll. Because after Asgard, now we have fucking trolls. That's a thing we have now. Cool. Awesome. Uh, he brings home bagels after getting publicly shamed by the bagel guy Aww. for not picking out his... He's like, you've been in line for 10 minutes. You didn't fucking pick it out. And he's I like, would agree I fought a troll this morning. I don't care. You've been in line for 10 minutes. What fucking bagel do you want, Peter yeah. Parker? It's also, like when, when he... I fucking used to serve and I'd come back <laughs> eight times and people would still be like, as someone who can't fucking figure out what they want to eat... I've come back eight times. What the fuck do you want? Our menu has not changed in the eight times I've come back. Just pick something. Literally, he's handing MJ the bagels and she's like, so did you get publicly shamed or did you make a decision? He's like, publicly shamed. (laughs) At that point, just get one of everything. (laughs) At least he got the thing that MJ wanted. Looks like he was... A due diligent husband. Just pick. Yeah. It's not that hard. You had ten fucking minutes. Just just pick. You should have something prepared by then. Ten minutes. By yourself. You wasn't with someone, right? No. By yourself, so you don't have an excuse of talking with someone. And you're in full Spider-Man gear. (laughs) Being like, I don't know. I fought on a troll. And the guy's like, stop being a dweeb. (laughs) I don't care. What fucking bagel do you want? You've been in line for ten minutes. Also, good for that bagel shop to need to for wait real. 10 minutes to get a bagel. I love bagels. Oh, so good. They oh, looked, so they, good. he got something like with like locks and it looked, and I was like, I know this is a fake fictional bagel, but oh man. Always get the everything bagel. Yes. They're the best. That's like good shit. But yeah, so they're eating bagels and talking about trolls and then Peter's literally falling asleep on his actual bagel. So MJ's like, okay, get in fucking bed. I will deal with the city. The city will still be standing when you wake up, hero. I'll make sure of it. So she takes Aunt May to go buy some weed, wigs because she is... <laughs> some weed. Some weed. <laughs> she's, she's losing her hair due to chemo, so she could have been buying some weed. <laughs> That's you never true. know. That's true. That would help. And then so she gets there and she's like, what do you think about this one? And MJ's like, obviously we're buying like six wigs, Aunt May. You can't be one smoking hot person. You have to be seven smoking hot persons. Come on. So, I, and even if that was the only saving that she did in this fucking comic issue, it would be enough. So she takes the subway home and then 
her train fucking hits something. And of course, it is our friend, the aforementioned troll, because we have trolls now. Thank you, Asgard. Uh, MJ goes to check on what happens. She goes to the front of the train and is like, okay, we hit a, we hit a troll, the troll that my husband was trying to fight earlier. Cool, cool, cool. That's great. So she grabs the little like intercom thing and is like, everybody get out through the back and walk to the previous station because they hadn't gone far. Hopefully another train isn't following us. Hopefully another train isn't following us. I assume our train people can get in contact with the other trains because this intercom is still working? I don't know. I didn't think that far ahead. Also, for some reason, the troll is wearing, like, sweatbands. <laughs> Literally, he's wearing... Why did he get his 80s workout in? What he, the fuck? It's like the most 80s workout troll I've ever seen. I was really fucking hyped for it. I don't know why, <laughs> but he was. Um, and then they're like, you seem like you're not really panic about this. The troll fucking screams and she's like, nobody fucking panic. Nobody scream. And she's like, don't worry. My damsel days are long behind me. Um, and then, this is my fucking life weekly. No worries. <laughs> I could have left this life at so many times and I haven't. So I've committed. So she's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go uh, distract that troll. <laughs> But don't worry, I know I'm doing this stupid, stupid thing, but I'm not going to get myself killed. Pew. So the troll comes running to her and she's like, uh, you're supposed to be sleeping. And you see Spider-Man flip through and then she's like, oh, just kidding. Sorry, Miles. My absolute bad. I thought you were my husband. You should be in bed. Uh, Miles starts fighting the troll, but because he's a troll, he still gets thrown around a bunch. So then MJ heads back to the train to try and figure out how to fuck with it. And Peter had told her earlier when they were talking about trolls that trolls live in darkness. So she blasts it with as much light as she can. Miles kicks its fucking ass and then she dials up Tony and is like, Hey, Tony, we need a cleanup. Also, I'm going to get the fuck out of here because I am not going to hang here for cleanup. You can stay here if you want, Miles, and you can tell everybody what happened. Also, you're doing a great job at you're being great. Spider-Man. You're super cute. And I should know I because you. I'm a fucking expert at Spider-Man. He's like, you're so oh, really? Oh, cute. You're doing a great job, Miles. You're doing great. So she gets out of there and she brings Peter pizza in bed and he's like damn you look exhausted and she's like oh yeah no big deal i fought a troll i'm a fucking troll conqueror no big deal just life for mj shrug yeah so yeah that is mj that is my girl i love her so fucking much both mj and gwen are way too good for fucking yes peter sorry peter you're a fucking mess yeah you you do not deserve either of these people they are both a hundred times better than you. And you would... You... <laughs> she was so mad about that! <laughs> I just pet Luna and she freaked out. <laughs> so angry! Like mad! Like mad! But yeah, both of our girls, they're a hundred times better than Peter. They should have just been together and said, fuck you. <laughs> That's what I would have done. I would have been like, you're complicated and your blonde friend is hot. (laughs) (laughs) No offense and all. I mean, you're you're cool, I guess. But also. But also. God, you have have so many issues and. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's our episode for this week. 
our Spider Girl episode. Spider Girl episode. Yes. Spider Better Than Spider episode. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, let us know if you liked our little combined who's episode. Your, like, who's your forever girl? Who's your forever? Yeah, you know, they're both great. Yeah, neither would be. Neither I, is the I wrong would complain answer. significantly more with Peter than I would with either of them. Yes. Perfect. So. Perfect babies. Yes. So, everyone, thanks for tuning on in. We appreciate it. Yeah. We're glad you're still listening for whatever reason. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so, we want you to stay safe. Please wash your hands. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Also, rate, review, subscribe. Oh, fuck. <laughs> We're so bad at this. <laughs> please. Um, please rate, rate review, review, subscribe. We're on um, Apple iTunes. Podcasts. We're Spotify. on Spotify. Other shit. Podbean. That too. Um, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, once again. We'll see you next we'll Tuesday. We'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>